0: What you gonna do when Hulk Hogan runs wild on you? The Beat of Man!
1: guys welcome to another episode of the other wrestling dave's podcast i'm your host dave rosenberg and i'm here with dustin dustin we just got finished watching aew dynamite week two and nxt i guess this is week four but it's technically like week two of them being live for two hours or two hours and ten minutes on usa how'd you enjoy the shows
0: very good uh i said last week that i probably should watch them separately but I feel like it's easier to just keep track of things if you watch them both at the same time, surprisingly. So I don't know what the heck I'm going to be doing, but I'll definitely definitely be watching them (laughs) both.
1: Yeah, one way or another, we're definitely watching both each Wednesday. And we're definitely going to keep recording these episodes because, well, we hope you guys like them. So what do you want to start with, NXT or
0: AEW? Let's start with the best match of the night, Young Bucks private party
1: all right well starting with aw dynamite it's october 10th and we're recording these shows aired on october 9th and you know what october 9th is right
0: a holiday for a man like yourself
1: <laughs> yes it is yom kippur i i spent the entire day fasting and then having a giant breakfast dinner with my family but it's also eddie guerrero's birthday it's oh i birthday. know you're
0: going with that and
1: you know yeah. that that actually plays into AEW, <laughs> so I'll, I'll save it for a second. But yeah, let's talk about this Young Bucks in Private Party match. Uh, let's first things first. Private Party won, and I don't think anyone expected that. I think most people expected the Bucks to make it to the finals or the semifinals or to get screwed, but they kind of just lost. Um,
0: yeah, so they they made them. Private Party is made. It's kind of like the theory we had talking about Jurassic Express potentially. Uh, you know, going on a run, beating all the established teams, but, like, maybe it's Private Party, you know? Maybe maybe it's them, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, that match was insane. It was your typical high, action-packed Young Bucks match for sure, and got to love it. That's how you open up a show for sure.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me to recap this one because it was just, like, Every young bucks good match, but with like a oh, set so of really young talented guys that they were just putting over. When usually the bucks are the ones being put over. So it, it, you know it's it's <laughs> interesting to see the way that the bucks they haven't won much, you know. And, and this AEW is supposed to. to be all about yeah, but AEW is supposed to be all about wins and losses, right? So I know Unless they lost you have to
0: EDP by your name.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean they're not going to get a title match. Anytime no, there.
0: they don't need one, though. They're going to have a solid non-title feud with uh, Santana and Ortiz by the looks of it, so yeah, should I'd be, be down for that. pretty good. I mean, like I said, they're like the team that should win the belts, like third because you establish you're an up-and-coming team, you maybe put on a set of vets, and then you just give it to, give it to them. So that's how I've always viewed it.
1: I thought this match was excellent. Uh, the near falls pretty much got me every time. And I I went, like, when Private Party rolled up, I don't know which Jackson it was, but when they rolled up one of the Jacksons and the bell rang, I, like, jumped out of my seat because I, I just did not expect it, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, well being a person that watched NXT live and not AEW, you could really tell at the beginning of the show that the commentary was overselling private party like they wanted you to believe like so much that they were going to win they kind of took away looking back at it for me
1: really i didn't get any of that
0: yeah like watching it not live but watching it from 10 to 12 i got this vibe of like yo shut up you're kind of like spoiling it you know (laughs) interesting because for the first five minutes they said it like five times like private party i mean young bucks favorites oh my young bucks favorites yeah just calm down
1: I mean I, watched, I mean, I watched NXT second, and I actually found the NXT commentary to be slightly annoying, even though I'm a big more Ronaldo fan. So I wonder, you know, maybe watching them both at the same time does have some merit. We'll have to see how we do things going on, because I actually yeah. didn't get any of that. But I'll have to watch it back and, and see what you mean. I'm, I'm sure they did overhype them. But remember that this is only the second show, and, you know... Which the... is
0: fine, of course, but, like, once you... You know, like, you knew the results because you, you got to scroll through Twitter, obviously, and it's it's fine knowing the results. But, like, it, I don't know. It's like JR said it three times. I think Shivani said it maybe two. Excalibur may have said it once. It was just like, okay, we know they're the underdogs.
1: Yeah, what do you think about the commentary team tonight? I mean, obviously you said what you just said, but I thought Shivani and Excalibur were both good. And JR had some really yeah. good lines, but I felt like he was talking a lot uh, more than last too much.
0: week. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I'd say sure. too much, I would, I, but definitely more than last week. I know some people were already annoyed with him last week. Not many, but there were definitely some in our mentions. But, I, you know, I, I did notice a little bit of that. But, you know, he said slobber knocker, and he, he put over, like, you know, the Oklahoma colors and stuff like that when uh, Dustin Rhodes came out. So, I, I, yeah, I, you know, I, mean, I still enjoy uh, that three-man booth for now.
0: Yeah, Jar is a guy that should definitely display his best hits. I don't need to hear him talk seventy percent of the time of the commentators. He should be, but yeah, like I said, just play your best hits, Lavernecker. You know, my oh God, my or by God, you know, just a couple times here and there, drop some insight. But I think his best role is playing his hits.
1: Yeah, for sure. Then we had the uh, Jericho promo, and
0: one second before we move on, I want to credit uh one of the members of the private party mark quen yep i don't know he was the more athletic one that dude did what was it four dives over the ro- over the top rope in a row and landed on his feet every time i yeah. was like super impressed but anyways. and i'm pretty sure he's only
1: like he's younger than both of us he's 22 god damn one of them is 22 what? i don't know if both of them are in their early 20s but they are young guys and you know, I know that well, the comparisons are made to the Street Profits a lot, but the difference between these guys and the Street Profits, well, I mean, we get to see them on TV now. You know, like, actually <laughs> wrestling. Like, I, I know that the Street, street Profits prophet had, had
0: it. It. These guys are pretty skinny.
1: Yeah, that's true. So then we had the uh, Jericho promo, and... I mean, in my notes, I have this written down. Is just Jericho cuts the promos of all promos. I can't even go through everything that he said. But going back to what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that he said, Viva La Rasa. And I, you know, the crowd just popped for that and gave the Eddie chant. And I thought that was that was super cool because, you know, uh, Jericho and Eddie were real tight.
0: Yeah, him and Mauro both got their uh, Eddie Guerrero lines in for the day. So oh, Mauro got one cool. in too? Yeah, he said... uh what was it? It was during. It'll come to me throughout the show, but yeah. All right. He dropped one in there,
1: and then you know, so Jericho kind of uh, ran through the entire faction that was assembled at the be- at the end of last week's show. Uh, Jake Hager, you know, he just kind of said that he's a big motherfucker, and mm-hmm. and Hager just stared at the hard cam like a crazy man. And I mean, I don't know how you felt about this, but I thought it was hilarious and I loved
0: it. I feel like they're already overexposing him, but that's more about the main event tonight. But yeah, that was I like when he just stands there. I mean he has his hands behind his back, so it's kinda of, you no, know, Jericho said we the people we the people was a garbage uh, creative decision, but he was yeah, standing he said, like that. Yeah, he said We, we the people garbage.
1: is garbage and it's dead or buried and dead. <laughs> and then he said it was from a stup- yeah. it was a stupid creative decision and that's not what's happening anymore. Or something along those lines. And, I mean, yeah. goddamn, if, if the crowd did not pop for that, like, they exploded. What, wouldn't you, wouldn't you have you? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I mean, oh, dude, speaking yeah. to the hearts of every, you know, person that's been, I don't want to say victimized, but that just seems like the word to use by WWE. And, you know, I, I'm a admitted WWE apologist, and I, I guess people are going to doubt that after I say this. But, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> it's true, dude. I, I love WWE. I love wrestling. <laughs> But more often than not, you know, they shit on the plans that they started to make. And, it you know, it makes for a bad show. Let's, I mean, let's talk about the end of last week's Raw, the end of last week's SmackDown, the end of Hell in a Cell, you know. And then this week's Raw was they didn't even mention Hell in a Cell. So it's, it's you know, he there's some merit to what he's saying about the creative on WWE oh, side just sure. sucking yeah And he ran okay, so he ran down the rest. uh You know, he he called Sammy Guevara sexy. That was that. uh You know, he he brought <laughs> also up put him over as
0: a young up and comer.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like, this is the young guy in oh, yeah, fashion, and and I think that's good. You know, some people I think were mad about it, but you know, that's just what that's how you put over new talent, especially you when it's not. You know, if you look at this show up and down, it there's a lot of former WWE guys and. Sammy Guevara is not so I you know I would put him over and try yeah. to build him up as a star because I think he can be one of them especially after that match with Cody he had last week there was just a lot of promise there even though it could have been better
0: Yeah my favorite line that he said was uh we are next we are now so that's a little NXT shade if I ever heard any you know So yeah Jericho was doing his best work, which is on the microphone because it's definitely not in the ring anymore. So to hear him cut one of his classic promos is always fun. I mean, everyone is going crazy on Twitter, you know. <laughs> got to love it. He also put over
1: LAX, as, you know, these crazy son of a bitches next to him. And yeah. <laughs> one of them was just licking his lips the entire time, and I could not stop looking at him. The, sh- I the was- shorter one? Yeah, I have no idea which one yeah, Santana exactly. or Ortiz. I just get them mixed up constantly. Yep, me too. But I, the one who was licking his lips, dude, that was <laughs> that was so funny. And yeah,
0: I was kind of. It's kind of like when he's the one that did a little twitch too. Yeah, I mean uh, he's he's week, the crazier so one like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and Jericho also got to say shit on television. They didn't bleep it, but I mean you're allowed to say shit. So. Who cares?
0: He said bitch at the end as well.
1: Yeah, I mean bitch is fine. Bitch is allowed on cable, but some, some stations block oh. shit, uh, but they did not on this show. And what was the other oh, of course, you got a little bit of the bubbly in there. So I thought that was uh <laughs> Just a little bit of the bubbly. Dude, did you did you hear the pop when he said it? They <laughs> they loved it.
0: You know, did you listen to his podcast on it? I haven't. He did like a one hour special on it and it was it was pretty funny. I was like, wow. I have it downloaded. I'll
1: be sure to check it out this week.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So then we got uh, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, and then the winner of this match goes on to face Jericho next week.
0: Uh, yeah. Are we not gonna compare like half hours of the NXT and AW or are we just gonna go right through?
1: Nah, that was the that was the first show. We'll we'll do we'll do okay. AW all the way through, and then we'll do yeah, NXT. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah, Darby Allen might, like, he, he's small, but he might sneakily have the most uh, upside of any of their mid-card guys right now. Even more than, like, a, a hangman page at the moment. The dude is, oh, you tweeted it, he's over. <laughs> like, he really is. He really is over. He has, he has a skateboard over. gimmick. He has, you know, hes he looks different, which is always a positive. You know, he's unique in the ring. He's athletic. Just he crazy shit. I mean, what's her not to like?
1: I thought he was a lot more over uh, when he showed up later on the show than
0: yeah,
1: in this match because...
0: I, it's I that Jericho does.
1: Yeah, but this match didn't do much for me, honestly. I, you know, I mean, yeah. I liked it. There was, like, a biting spot, but it was kind of that, like, we're different, we're going to do a little more hardcore stuff. Uh, you know, obviously you have uh, Darby Allin and Jimmy Havoc. The, those two guys are known for their, you know, more deathmatchy type stuff, you know, so I think eventually you'll probably see something yeah. between those guys. Uh, but I, this match didn't do it for me, so, you know, I you know, you guys can't say that, uh, you know, I'm an AEW mark because, well, I don't like everything that they do on the show.
0: Yeah. And also, um, just like reflecting on their previous pay-per-view, I know Joey Janela is going to be on AEW Dark, but like, you get the dude on TV, he's like the guy I probably care about the most or most interested in, not going to lie. Well, the thing about Joey Janela is Joey he Janella. does
1: he, – he appeals to the fan like you and me and probably a lot of the people that are listening to this because, yep. you know, we're familiar with the indie scene and stuff like that. But to the casual sure. person who's just saying, oh, there's a new show on TNT, Joey Janela is like – you know, he's got a beer gut. doesn't exactly look like you're – Yeah, but he has quote,
0: enough charisma where people will – he will get people's attention. So just – Get him on TV and let him get himself over. It's the same thing with Darby Allen. I mean, like I, I believe that Joey Janela will, when given the opportunity, get himself over on TV. So
1: of course he will. Hopefully but, it's next week. But I think that the pop will be massive once he comes out, especially not at, after being not being on TV for two weeks. You know, so I, I think oh, people true. like true. you want him, and that they're just kind of building it up. And once he does come, you're right. Uh, I think people will understand quickly that sure he may not look like your stereotypical wrestler, but he's got the tools.
0: Oh, for sure. So definitely looking forward to seeing him along with the other hardcore guys, and well, as well as Darby Allen against Chris Jericho next week in the main event.
1: Yeah, that's gonna. I, I think that's gonna be a really good match. Um, I think Jericho's I think gonna like, do a lot for him.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, I haven't really been into Jericho matches lately. But like, I feel like Darby Allin might be like the perfect guy to like carry the right pace, but allow Jericho to kick somebody's ass. Because normally when Jericho's at his best nowadays, he's just beating down on people. So I feel like it's kind of a mixture of what'll give us a really good Jericho match currently.
1: For sure. Uh, then yeah. we had B Priestley and Emi Sakura versus. Britt Baker, DMD, and AEW Women's Champion, Rio. Uh, I, I, I love this. I thought uh, Sakura was the best one in the ring. Um, yeah. I thought parts I of Britt do. Baker's match, her game was, I don't know if it was 100% there tonight. I think she, I've think i seen her be better, and I think she can be better. But some of the stuff just looked a little mm-hmm. awkward. I don't know if it's because of the girls uh, she was working with. But definitely I like the brawl. Uh, You know, B got tagged in, and Britt was standing on the corner. She wasn't even the legal woman, but B went straight for her, and I thought that was a good way to pick up what happened at, I think it was Fight for the Fallen?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. My biggest problem with the match is your champion should have gotten the pin if they were going to win because she's not established yet, and more people know who Britt Baker is, so... I understand you're going to have this match between them next week, but obviously, obviously, but I think it's kind of clear that Bree Presley is going to interfere and make it a disqualification match, setting up their pay-per-view match. So why not have Rio get the pin and establish her more as a champion? That was my only...
1: Because she has the belt, and she is established as a champion. I mean, technically... She's not
0: established. It's been one week. It's ridiculous. She... I mean, she'll get there with the prestige of the belt.
1: She has to have more matches and stuff like that, but they're booking towards the future, and I think this is about... You know, Britt was on commentary last week, and I mentioned that she wasn't that good, but she was definitely better in her role this week. And, you know, she got the mandible claw in, and she stuck her hand in Sakata's mouth and made her tap. And JR exclaimed that, that's a real mandible claw. I guess that's a shot at the Fiend?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Jared should come back for a one run and just get killed like Jerry did a couple months back. That would be funny.
1: Um but <laughs> you know I I didn't I didn't the finish didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. I understand your point that Rio should get established it's a little not just more. The
0: finish, it's just about who got the pin because everyone already thinks that Britt is guaranteed to be the next champion anyway, so I, don't I bet know. you she's going to Japanese champion that you put your money in last week. I don't know.
1: Well, okay, so what about when Rio and Sakura were in, in the match? I mean, I thought clearly they've worked together before. I mean, I think they said that, you know, they trained together or Sakura trained Rio. Um, yeah, they look know. great, but. I mean, you know, they, still... they just have that style together, and I think that, you know, with more of the Joshi that are in AEW, that Rio is going to have those great matches and it's going to establish her. So I'm not so worried about it.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just a second week thing, like you said, but. I still think it's important. It was. I thought it was kind of important that, you know, she gets the pin, you play her music, you celebrate with her. It reminded me of, like, oh, crap. Like Alexa Bliss or whatever, when she was, like, teaming up with uh, – in her previous Women's Championship brains or whatever, she would team up with, like, one of the horsewomen, they would get the pin, and they'd play their music or whatever. It's like, you know – Yeah, this champion, you know, they're kind of important. I don't know. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Then,
1: then they went to a best friends. They got interviewed, kind of ringside, and you know, the big, the big pop came when they kind of opened up, and you saw Orange Cassidy sitting in like the front row of the crowd, and everyone loves Orange Cassidy, and I get that he, I mean, I know he's good, and while I don't exactly like the gimmick where he does the slow work, you know, he does the soft kicks and stuff like that i do like the hands in the pockets, super athletic lucha stuff because Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's tough to do you know so i think if they stick to that on television uh and not the like i don't care i'm gonna kick real softly stuff uh it'll be good but i think that he's a bit overrated considering he hasn't done anything in aew
0: yeah that's fair but (laughs) man do people give him a reaction whenever he's on screen it's kind of crazy um, but if you're a casual
1: fan if you if you don't know who orange cassidy is and there's more people that don't know who he is than who then do know who he is i mean aren't right. you a bit confused when you hear everyone cheering and go did i miss something did he was he is he a former champion that i don't know about you know like he gets like a former mm-hmm. w, wwe guy pop you know like he gets the same pop that hager got when he came out and stuff like that so i just i don't know it's a good point for sure but, yeah and then, okay, so then the lights went out, and I thought that was odd because they did that a couple of times. And Sean Spears came out with a chair, and he, ca- I don't know.
0: Yeah, his entrance, the chairman.
1: Yeah, the chairman. I, I mean, I think that's kind of dumb. I, I mean, I was at Fighter Fest when he did the chair thing, and Cody got mm-hmm. bloodied and stuff, and I just wouldn't keep calling attention to it, but I guess it makes for a good heel, so maybe I'm getting worked.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I mean,. He hasn't won a match yet, so him and Moxley, I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was probably maybe the fifth or sixth best match of the night, maybe, depending on going off both shows. I mean, it was kind of just there. I mean, they got some decent time. You know, we got over 10 minutes, so... I was yeah, actually was a really right. big
1: fan of this match. What? You are? Yeah. I thought that yeah, Moxley... I don't know.
0: I just... These, Finishes and the outside interference of all these AEW matches is kind of already pissing me off. Because they preach that they're different. They preach that it's not bullshit finishes and all yeah, this crap all if, the time. But they look, have all these if interferences. You look at wrestling, Every show I watch with them, I could point out at least two.
1: If you look at wrestling That's in awesome. a historical context, I mean... No, I get it. These kind of for things sure. happen all the time, you know. Run-ins aren't bad, disqualifications aren't bad, but they need to make sense, you know. And they yeah. can't be like boner killers, like you know the no contest they called at Hell in a Cell. Like that yeah. was the wrong time uh, to I'm do just it.
0: Comparing to I see, I- which had great matches for the most, or not great, but you know, really good to great matches all night. And I don't remember one finish that I was like, man, that's really stupid. So
1: I'll give you that. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that.
0: I mean, it's more of a credit to NXT than a diss to AEW, but I don't know.
1: Well, my favorite part of this match was when Tully Blanchard, who came out uh, in, mm-hmm. in in Sean Spears' corner, I really yeah. liked when he got involved with Moxley, and Moxley went after him. And, you know, yeah, you I think Sean Spears comes up right behind him, and you think, God damn it, like, this is, this is what it is, you know. But...
0: Kinda of like Hager did in the main event when he yeah, but but then Moxley the turned around him. and
1: beat the shit out of Sean Spears, and I was like, yeah. "Thank you!" Like, he's not an idiot; he just knows he's tough enough to beat both these guys.
0: I think like he's the only guy that did that in WWE as well, which is kind of funny. <laughs> he did that a couple times as well. So after uh,
1: Moxley got the pin on Spears, uh, he mm-hmm. you know he hit that. What are they calling it? The Death Rider DDT.
0: I didn't hear the name. I know it's kind of. I think, isn't it a paler DPT? Maybe, Maybe. I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, but uh, anyways, it looked good.
1: But, oh, we forgot to mention that Pack was on commentary. <laughs> Maybe that's because he, like, came in and out of it, but... Uh, he was
0: good when he talked.
1: Oh, he was definitely good when he talked. I mean, I thought, you know, you compare this to what Br- Britt Baker did last week, and I thought, like, this is exactly what, you know, everyone should watch this and go, okay, this is how you get yourself over, because Pac felt like a big deal. So after the match... Yeah, uh, Moxley or Omega came out to confront Moxley and he had a barbed wire bat and a barbed wire broom. And he gave, or I guess Moxley picked the bat? the bat and, uh, did he you know, pick
0: it? I didn't see that. I thought he just tossed him one.
1: Well, one of the two, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they he toss
0: him the bat and not the broom? Oh, who cares?
1: <laughs> They're both barbed wire. I mean, it's going to stick yeah, exactly. and it's going to hurt, but you know, that got ruined by pack running in with the chair and nailing Omega in the back of the head, which looked pretty real. Yeah, that me. looked
0: like he caught him. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it looked rough. Uh, but Man. I guess Omega worked a dark match with Joey
0: Janela, so we'll see how that. Ooh, baby.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that is on AEW <laughs> next Tuesday.
0: Another point off what you were saying though about uh, Pac on commentary. That's. They probably could have made the match a little bit shorter because the dude. If you are going to put in my commentary, he only has so many points he has to make. Uh, I'm undefeated. Uh, it's about winning. Uh, I held a belt, or I was undefeated for over two plus years. Uh, yeah, so especially, especially commentary. with
1: the like with what went on after the match. I think 12 minutes was a little long for this. Um, if you look at the, if you look at the women's tag match, they only got nine yeah. minutes, and I'm not saying I would yeah. like to see them switch but I might have wanted to see Moxley and Spears and maybe a nine-minute, eight-minute match um, and then have all the hoopla after because I think that might have just flowed a little bit better. But
0: Yeah, because I would say Pac probably was, what, two-thirds of the time like in it and giving good insight and saying things. So, yeah, you're probably right that they probably should have just switched the times.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then it's time for the main event i mean these two hour shows seem to go really quickly but in a good way
0: (laughs) yeah for sure they both flew by
1: so okay so the main event was dustin rhodes and hangman adam page versus i love dustin rhodes yeah sammy guevara and chris (laughs) jericho i'm sure you love dustin rhodes he's got your name or i guess you have his name
0: (laughs) yeah for real he's older come on
1: so what do you think about this match uh I don't, who, who won? The Heels one? No, the Baby Faces one.
0: Nope, the Heels one. Heels one. Jericho, Jericho.
1: Oh, Jericho hit the uh, Judas thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's the worst looking one yet. Um,
1: it Didn't he hit him in the
0: shoulder? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, uh. He hit Dustin with it because Hager clotheslined uh, Hangman on the outside. So, I don't know, a little too much Hager for me. I realized he was going to be involved because, you know, he came down, so... Is he gonna be in Jericho's corner for every match is my question. Yeah, I I mean he's the the heavy, right?
1: Like that's that's the heat, you know? The heat is that everyone's gonna say, Oh, Jericho can't do it by himself. And then I bet he has a match and proves he can do it by himself. But Yeah. But it's a little too much right now.
0: The real question is, how does Hager bump into Brandy Rhodes? Because you know it's gonna happen at the pay per view. (laughs) So obvious. It yeah,
1: you're right, it definitely will. Okay, so then yeah. after the match, everyone pretty much was out. I think that entire uh, faction, which they've named the Inner Circle, um, yeah. and we'll talk about you know what happened with that after this. But it, pretty much the entire Inner Circle came out. They did that lights off thing, and Cody was out there again. The people pop for Cody. I know you're not sold on him, but I think everyone else. No, he's
0: over. Yeah, I, like I'm not a, trying to like hate on AEW. Like I enjoy the show, but the shows are both so damn good that we have to. Nitpick. I feel like, you know what no, I'm saying? I hear you. Because no one wants to hear everyone just pat each other in the back. It's like, yes, both of these shows were great. You know? So <laughs> I'm just trying to point out little things that,
1: well, we can say you know, both of these shows are great, but at the end of the day, I think we picked that one is better.
0: I kind of feel like today was a tie just because of how good the opener was, but I right, we'll kind talk. of feel like if we'll I had do. to pick one, I might lean next NXT, but we'll, we'll get make to our it.
1: picks at the end.
0: Yep. For sure. Um, Anyways, just to back up a sec, I mean, I didn't like the finish. I thought the clothesline on Hangman was enough from, from Hager. I didn't think he had to get in the ring and hit uh, Dustin as well, so it's fine, and, you know.
1: Well, there was actually a botch in this match. Uh, at one point, I think Hager was giving the, uh, you know, he was flipping uh, Hangman over the ropes, and Hangman had to, you know, he he hit the ropes and he was expecting Hager to be right there. And it took Hager just an extra second, but it's a small little botch. But, uh, you know, Hager's yeah. timing, it might not be what it used to it be back. if it was ever. He'll get it back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been doing MMA and not wrestling for a while. Uh, so, you know, benefit of the doubt there. I'm sure he'll be fine in the long run.
0: Yeah. Did you uh, see my uh, tweet about... Uh... Who would people have been more excited for last week, Hager or Ryback?
1: Dude, some people, some people really thought you were an idiot for that tweet.
0: I don't give a shit. I was just thinking of people that were friends of Cody Rhodes. I know there's some stories back in the day that Ryback, Daniel Bryan, and Cody Rhodes used to ride on the ride together on the road. So I was just thinking, well, what one of his friends. And then, yeah, I mean, play the heavy role. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I would have, I like Hager more than Ryback, but I I, I do think that Ryback might have gotten the bigger pop.
0: I think they're pretty similar. That's just me. Yeah, they are. Like, a little bit more technical ability from, obviously, Hager, and a little bit more powerhouse from Ryback. Yeah, but no one calls it, no
1: no one tries to make nicknames with Hager and Botch and, you know, Rybotch, so.
0: That's just so easy. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) there. It's there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Alright, um, so anyways. that's uh, AEW. Wait, we, we didn't talk about the best part of like the second best, or the third best part of the show, which was all the cool shit that actually happened at the end. You mentioned Cody, but then you got uh, Darby coming down on the skateboard, closing Jericho, you know, all that cool shit, so they had a good ending. I like it.
1: Yeah, some people were complaining about it, you know, oh, AEW just finished the shows with these big scrums and stuff, and I don't think that's the case. I think that This was clearly the babyface, you know, semi-faction getting back on track against the heels that, you know, stood tall at the end of the first episode. And I think heels standing tall (laughs) at the end of your first episode is compelling, and your babyface is getting the win back is also compelling. And I was texting one of my friends during this, uh, and, and, you know, he was just like, dude, is this what wrestling is supposed to be like? I want to watch this Uh, week. And I'm like, yes, it is. That's exactly how it's supposed to be.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and like I said, I may have not liked the finish of that match as well, but it certainly made up for it, and I'm looking forward to a lot of matches next Wednesday. Holy shit, but, like, Jericho versus Darby is going to be fun, so.
1: What do you think about this Inner Circle faction name?
0: You know, I didn't think it was that bad until you just said it to me again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously. (laughs) No, seriously. This whole time, like I've been like, that's not bad, you know. I'm sure, you know, you're in the inner circle where we're a team, but you just said it's mean me. And it kind of turned me off. Not, gonna, not gonna lie.
1: Whenever I <laughs> type it out on like Twitter or something or in an article yeah. that I'm writing, I think it's weird. But you know, I, I yeah. You know, I I put out a question there uh, at MSC Pro Wrestling, and you know, people are responding, and I think I agree with the general consensus of what our responses are saying and it's kind of like mm, seems a little hokey but it's jericho and if he can get a little bit of the bubbly over then i'm pretty sure he can get uh this over
0: yeah okay here's a question kind of based off some of the guys in the main events of both shows imperium or inner circle as an affectionate man that's I tough. Kind of mean imperium, but it is tough
1: Okay, but take Walter out of Imperium.
0: You can't. It's like taking Jericho out of the inner circle, man.
1: I guess you're right. But, (laughs) oh, man. All right, we need to see them at War Games. In fact, AEW versus NXT.
0: Just do like 16 different formations of the match. (laughs) That'd be so good. Yeah,
1: and then the other thing we didn't talk about, and this is why I asked you about the inner circle thing, is that pro wrestling tees. You know, they announced that there's going to be an inner circle uh, shirt debuted Mm -hmm. on pro wrestling tees, and the site crashed, which hasn't happened in some time. So it doesn't matter if we like it or not. People clearly want to buy the merch.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Okay, because we brought it up. What's the best uh, AEW versus NXT War Games match you could think of? Because I got one off the top of my head right now, and. Yeah, you, I mean the honestly, Chicago the first, one I'll the play one play that it. I'd like
1: to see the most is the undisputed era versus the versus.
0: Early. Yes, sir,
1: that is it. I mean, that's the one, right? Like that's, that is it. That's head to head.
0: As the fourth guy, has to be Cody, right?
1: Yeah, of course, Cody. Uh,
0: okay. I mean, that makes the most pretty sense. Tight. It's yeah, it I, you know, sense, I guess so you don't, don't have to call them the
1: elite. You can call them the EVPS if you want. Ah. I like it. Yeah, but that. Okay. I mean, Could you no, imagine? That makes me
0: sad. We'll never see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Vince would. Vince would never. I honestly think Triple H would end up somehow being down, down. You know, like down the road in a couple of years. But I mean, Vince McMahon would never. Yeah.
0: He bought AEW maybe, but no one wants that to happen.
1: Like, no, 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 no. Let's not put ideas in the man's head.
0: Yeah, I know. Here's, here's a one twentieth of blood money. Here you go. Yeah, for real all <laughs> right
1: we did AEW. let's talk about nxt this one also started off with a banger of a match gulak drew gulak lost the now nxt cruiserweight championship
0: to leo rush yeah i mean all shows know how to open up i've really enjoyed drew gulak over the past year to 18 months or so and I feel like he was one of the backbones of that cruiserweight division with an Ali and Buddy Murphy and Hella Pac for a while, or Neville at the time. I mean, so yeah, I mean he's been a solid champ, and I know Leo Rush has had his reported issues with the management and backstage Who cares? Backstage he's in NXT. Votes.
1: He doesn't have to deal with Vince.
0: Oh, great! I know. I'm just I'm wrapping it up background. but yeah, I mean he's the perfect away champion the dude i don't know i know you've seen his indie work but oh yeah he, he had a promo and he can work like crazy so sounds like a great champion to me <laughs>
1: he's got all the pieces except he's very little which honestly i think sure. helps get yep. him over too so you know mm-hmm. in vince's world you know that's that's a negative but i think in my world it's a plus so i, I really enjoyed this match i thought you yep. know i'm usually not a fan of the immediate near fall to start the match. But I thought in this case that it was really good.
0: Yeah. um, It's kind of hard for me to rank these NXT matches tonight. I mean, I'm sure we'll go through them, but did you prefer this or the main event? Because I feel like it's close.
1: I think the main or event. Or did you prefer this? I think the main
0: event. Okay. Do you, do you prefer, did you prefer this or Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Scott?
1: Ooh. Roderick Strong and Isaiah Scott.
0: As, yeah I, I think, think they did a me. very
1: good job building this uh, all
0: the way to the end. Yeah, I tweeted it. I mean, opener, your nine o'clock match and your main event, like shit. They didn't that's how I kinda like the show setup for NXT. It's you well. You last week, last managers. week it wasn't
1: like that. Last week, the best segment was at the opening of the show, and I feel like you yeah. knew that it couldn't be any better. So if I'm one of those people who is you know switching back and forth on TV, I probably would have watched that riddle match and then went to AEW for the rest of the night. So you know, I mm-hmm. think that they kind of remedied whatever booking mistakes and uh, overcompensation that they did last week, and they put together yeah. an excellent, excellent wrestling show. It's the way it was supposed to go. You know, it started yeah. off hot. It got hotter, and you know they had some cool down matches, which is the WWE style. But I thought this was very well booked.
0: But they, but the cool down matches had points. Like I even enjoyed the, like, uh, like the video packages that they had, and then you had your real Ripley match. But it was they basically did the match for for the video package, which I'm fine with if you do it right. And I enjoyed the other women's match quite a bit actually. So.
1: Well, let's talk about I mean, that Rhea Ripley early. match. Rhea, Rhea Ripley yeah. uh, submitted Aaliyah. I can't explain what the submission attempt she had in, but she like picked her up cool. by those legs, and yeah. you know she just swung her around in this really cool submission attempt. And eventually, mm-hmm. Aaliyah tapped, which I think we all knew, but it happened in a minute 30, which is honestly more time than I thought they'd give her, but it was just kind of an excuse, you're right, to get Rhea Ripley beating the shit out of someone into a video package for next week. But after the match... Rhea yeah. called out Shayna, and she said that you know she's been and broken every single person that's come at her, but not her. So I do think Rhea Ripley going to be she the had person.
0: Some, yeah, do you notice that she had some AJ Styles like body swag like on when she dropped the mic.
1: I mean, she just had Rhea Ripley going. swag in my opinion, but yeah, it I know, was but AJ she Styles was like the hand motion and like the,
0: the shoulder. I don't know. It was, I was like, damn. I mean, that's not everything a bad about her. To... Scream superstar. Oh yeah you know i I was a big fan of this i'm not i'm really not a fan of playing hot potato with the belt but like if they actually had her beat baszler and then they had Knox, who she and storyline injured beat her and then they got the low like well i don't see
1: why i mean they're definitely building tegan Knox. i mean if you watch that video package today it was awesome of the way she worked so hard to get back and You know, she said, my favorite line of the whole thing was, not a single day of rehab was easy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. That's what you want from your babyface wrestlers. You want them to push themselves. You want them to love wrestling more than the fans do. And that's exactly what they put forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ripley took the belt and then Knox was the one that took it from her. I just think that it won't be a hot potato situation and that they're going to actually build it up and do it right.
0: Oh, like... They'll do the solid storylines, but there's a point a couple years ago where pretty much every TakeOver, they had a new champion for a little bit, but it made sense, and there's always a story in NXT, so...
1: But people may want that after, uh, you know, having Shayna for so long. I mean, how long has Shayna been champion?
0: Twice. Probably for like almost the past 16 months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... I mean, she's definitely she's, up there. She's very
0: good, though. So I'm I, I still think it, the
1: plan is eventually to bring to back Ronda, do the horsewomen versus horsewomen angle.
0: Yep, for, for sure. Uh, but like I, said, like I was saying, I could definitely see, like, who do I believe could be a Shayna Baszler, and the most believable believable is probably Rhea Ripley. So For sure. Then you, then you have a built-in story right away, and then – you have a mega baby face, but then you have this amazing heel, and low or Shirai, right? oh Shirai? EO? EO Shirai, sorry. EO Shirai just waiting to be her. Like, I don't know. I just think they have this.
1: They have the next year built out. Do you think Rhea is a face? I mean, I think she's kind of like an anti-hero. I mean, I guess she is a face, yeah. but she seems like kind mm. of a heel who you just want to win.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, Sid? <laughs> Cody Rhodes? I mean, yeah, kind of. Gets a babyface reaction, does a lot of heel shit, still gets cheered, but can't get a he ass too. Yeah.
1: And then we had... Okay, so uh, then Brazango came out with <laughs> in these goofy firefighter outfits. I thought this was kind of stupid, but they did come out with beautiful women, so... I mean... I love those guys. They they have what I don't, which is a nice body and women fawning <laughs> over them. So, uh, yeah. You know? They, they're they doing good. But they were supposed to face ever Rise, and I guess ever Rise's music played, but the Forgotten Sons came out, and obviously Jackson Riker isn't wrestling in this tag match. It's Steve Cutler and Wesley yeah. Blake, which, if you're wondering, I did have to look up those names because, I mean, I, do you care about these other two guys? But they beat... Brazango
0: real quick. Yeah, I've heard the names before, but it was a, a smart segment to get, I would say, somewhat NXT established tag teams on TV because they're probably losing the Street Profits to either or, or SmackDown. True, true. So, you got to get some tag teams going because the only ones I ever can think of is Undisputed Era, you know, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, so.
1: There's definitely more, but you're right. They need to do some rehab on the tag team division, and that's kind of the, the only ones
0: that pop in my head. Well, so.
1: especially with you know AEW, I think you know the ones that pop in your head uh, jump out all over the place. But you're right, NXT. I can't think of too many tag teams that I would like to see. Of course, I'm sure uh, you know people who listen to this are gonna some, remind yeah. us of everyone that we forgot about, but it just doesn't come to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And um, you know that that's it at the end. But Forgotten Sons won pretty quickly, and. I thought this was kind of a boring match. I mean, Breezango was definitely good, but it didn't,
0: didn't do much for me. Yeah. uh, Not Breeze, but, uh, Fandango. Fandango. He did, he, he looked like he's fully back from his injuries. So that's nice to see him. I've always liked him a little bit. He's really
1: talented. He's always just kind of had gimmicks where it was more about the character than it was the work. Yeah. And I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him work.
0: (laughs) Just remember, uh, Fandango beat your AEW World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania, so just pointing that out. <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs> I yep. didn't even That's realize that, but you are—you
1: are, are correct.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, th- this didn't one do one. much for That's me, and Fandango. the next thing didn't do much for me either. Uh, Boa, who I didn't know was a person, lost in like seven seconds to Cameron Grimes.
0: Yeah, Cameron Grimes, he's pretty talented. Um, He used to wrestle under the name of Trevor Lee, I believe. Yep. Yep, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I guess his new gimmick is winning every match under 10 seconds, which is a nice way to make a paycheck. Um, I'm assuming the Chinese gentleman is the first, uh, the guy that hyped up as being the first Chinese signing, so... So, I, I
1: looked it up, it like and, might... and I guess he was part of, like, eight Chinese people, seven seven Chinese athletes, uh, to train in the WWE Performance Center, and Bo was signed, okay. so I, I would assume that he's the biggest name of all of them that's yeah. that's made it so far, he, came, yeah. he debuted in July of 2017, so... Maybe
0: they're trying to, you know, get him going, maybe he's gonna become like a... Normal weekly character type guy because if he's gonna feud with Killian Dane, you know, I mean, they probably lose obviously, but you know, we can get some TV time and character development, and we can learn a little bit more about him. But yeah, this was basically nothing.
1: Yeah, you alluded to it. Uh, seven seconds. The Cameron Grimes went real quick, and then Killian Dane. Well, Killian Dane walked out like at the beginning of the match, and Cameron Grimes like pointed to him, and the ref just didn't even look. But you know, he got back in time for the pin. But then, you know, Dane <laughs> Dane came in. I thought he was going to start a fight with Grimes. He
0: ended up just kicking
1: Bo's ass.
0: Exactly. So maybe he has a tag team.
1: Yeah, I mean, eh, who knows? Oh, that's no, just a random blow. But I will say that this th- these two were back to back segments that didn't do much for me.
0: Yeah, not much.
1: But then we had something that absolutely did something <laughs> for me uh, Roddy, Roderick Strong. Yeah. And yeah. Isaiah Scott, the former <laughs> Shane Strickland, that yeah, was I, damn good.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, Roddy's best matches are when he's slapping the shit out of guys, hard as fuck, and they slap him back hard, and he just he just gets up to another level of because he has a, some of the best cardio of any wrestler you're fighting. This dude just keeps going and going and going, and those are normally his best matches, like fifteen minute s ass- beatings, you know, just put it on the gas full throttle, so. Yeah. Those are the most I've ever seen of Roddy. (laughs) When when Roddy (laughs) was,
1: when Roddy was in the Indies, he was one of my favorite Indies workers. And when uh, Scott was working as Shane Strickland or Deadshot, he did a lot of Lucha Underground stuff too. Uh, He was one of my favorites as well. I actually got a chance to meet him uh, Mania two years ago in New Orleans. I'm at a CZW show, like, three o'clock in the afternoon and there's, you know, there's this athletic guy just sitting next to me eating Subway. And I look at him and I'm just like, you're dead shot. <laughs> just looks at me and goes, yup. <laughs> and I mean, it was cool, dude. He, he just sat, he sat next to us and he watched a CZW show. You know, we didn't bother him. He didn't bother us, but he was just a dude who loves wrestling. And you know, that's, that's, that's what I like.
0: And yeah, God damn, it just wasn't a great that. match. Yeah, I think I met him at an Evolve show myself, but uh, it was good. And the slaps, you know, sometimes just loud slaps can just perk your ears up and you're like, whoa, what was that?
1: He had some cool moves. He did like a cartwheel off the ropes into a splash. Yeah. And he did this uh, cool, like, jumping, like, big kick thing, and I thought that was probably the best move of the match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely established him as a worthy weekly TV character with potential takeover matches in his future. That's for sure. I mean, I could definitely see this being a, uh, North American title takeover match. If, uh, Roddy keeps the belt for a little while.
1: Well, I could actually see him one day. Uh, you know, I think he'll actually stay in NXT for a while. I'm not sure why, yep. but I think he will, but I could see him as NXT champion one day. I mean, he's that good.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not the realm of possibilities. I mean, Roddy isn't the biggest guy, but he was he was pretty jacked in that in the ring, didn't he? I mean Oh yeah. I don't know like I said, about what order I put the NXT matches in, but if the tag team match of AEW is the best of the night, the first, middle, and last match of this NXT card I think are some combination of two through four. That's just me.
1: Huh? You you might have a point there. I'd have to go back and rate everything appropriately but you know maybe an nxt match i mean an aw match slips into that two through four range but you're right these three matches were you know it's honestly it's hard for any promotion to beat these three matches so very good yeah afterwards dream came out and well i mean i don't know a better way to put this he made fun of roddy's dick dick heat (laughs) dick heat dude i mean he you know he put that he put that one, it was kind of an awkward promo. I think Velveteen Dream still has a lot to, uh, you know, learn when it comes to mic skills. Because, uh, you know, the pop was underwhelming when he said that him and Roddy would be facing off in, two, I think, two weeks, he said. And it just kind of felt like everyone in the, you know, the 400 people in the audience were like, well, we've seen that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but the dick stuff was funny.
1: He put up a picture of, uh, you know... Uh, Roddy laying on a couch with a belt over his genitals. And then, you know, he, he said, he said, you'll see in two weeks time, I guess that's after he made the announcement. He said, you'll see why Roddy doesn't measure up. And then he snapped his fingers and away went the belt on the big screen. And you just saw a blurred, uh, very small penis. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I mean, and that got I mean, a bigger I mean, right pop right. than the
1: match announcement. So, positives and negatives in that promo for sure yeah, but sure I thought it was fun
0: to one of the members of the four horse women of MMA so that's his own problem I guess <laughs> terrible terrible <laughs> and then
1: okay so then another uh, I guess I don't know what would you call it run in it was he didn't run for sure but Champa came in and I mean Champa if you're looking for a superstar in NXT he's the guy
0: Daddy's home, Goldie.
1: Daddy's home, and I mean he was just he he came out with his with his crutch that's become so iconic with him, and he came out. I popped
0: for that. Oh yeah,
1: and he and then he brought he grabbed a chair, and you know the minute he got in the ring, I think the entire undisputed era just rolled out. Yep. So sooner um, or later, you're gonna see Champa as champion again.
0: Yeah, and you know you're over when you only have to say very like less than ten <laughs> words. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. then we had this little backstage segment with Catherine uh, Kelly. And, uh, like, she, I guess they were they were making it seem like, okay, this happened during the break, so she did some stuff like, okay, you got to be rolling for this. I need to get this interview with Tommaso Ciampa, which I thought was pretty yeah, good. I Kat, like that. She's a better actor than I gave her credit for. Yeah. She, she was pretty like, good in this. But then, okay, so.
0: It, it looked like the dude was trying to, like, I don't want to say it, but, like, Raper, like it was kind of like, weird I mean like, was, like, it,
1: yeah Angel she Garza was, was a, definitely uh, a little uh pushy he was like hey like you want to interview yeah. me and it kind of looked like a you're a pretty this? girl I'm a pretty guy why don't we talk a little bit and she was like listen buddy I gotta this is business okay I'd love to interview you sometime but <laughs> I gotta go talk to Tommaso Ciampa so Ciampa walks mm-hmm. back and Kathy Kelly's like hey uh you know tell me about what just happened and Garza comes right into the shot and is just like, yeah, he said something in Spanish. He said, um, oh man, I'm trying to, really I'm trying to replay the Spanish in my head. I know what he said. He said in Spanish, I know a little bit of Spanish. So he said, I don't care who Tommaso is and I don't care that you're back, which I feel like, if there's any Spanish listeners, I'm sorry if I butcher this, but he said, no me importa quién es Tomasa, y no me importa estás regreso. So... I feel like – I mean, for the Spanish crowd, I think that was pretty cool to see because, I mean, like I said, I know a little Spanish and that kind of got me thinking and I thought that it was just a good way to mix it in, much like the Asuka and Kairi cutting their promos in uh, Japanese on Raw the other day.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like that.
1: So I, I kind of really like this backstage segment. Um, so, you know, this was this was strong, especially following a very good match – all three of these little uh, segments, Dream, Champa and Kathy Kelly and Angel Garza. So, I, I, I had yeah. fun with this. Then we get to the to... Bel Air and Dakota Kai match.
0: Okay, here's my, I don't know if it's a hot take or not. It but is. I think this is arguably the fifth best match of the night. I absolutely love this match. I did not. Really? Nope. Dakota Kai, you know, I thought she did good and... Bel Air, I think she might be going up to Raw or SmackDown, actually, uh, during the nah, draft. No, she got the win, dude. She's not going to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, yeah, but they do that crap all the time where you stay in NXT for like an extra month and lose your match. And... Yeah, I feel like she's going up with her husband. I feel Street like it, with
1: it being live, they're not going to make her go to Raw or SmackDown and go to NXT. But you could be right. I mean, I feel like the Street Profits are gone from NXT for good now, but could be wrong yeah. there. Yeah. But no, I just no, wasn't just a big kind of... fan of this match. I think we've seen Belair right. get her shots, and we've seen her do her stuff, and I thought she was good for yeah, what don't she get me did.
0: Wrong. You go to Kai, the one. Yeah. Like,
1: and then I, okay, I so I fast-forwarded through this part to kind of catch up, so we could record this show. Did you catch mm-hmm. what Belair said in the promo afterwards?
0: Oh, she was just talking about how Rhea Ripley is basically wrong and blah 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 and so were we
1: gonna see a Rhea and trying. Belair match?
0: Probably. Yeah.
1: See, I'm not a fan of that. I this no. is why I didn't like this match. I just thought it wasn't I, I don't think it might have been better technically than yeah. that uh match that women's tag match in AEW. But I just thought yeah. that the story that was told was a little better. But again we disagreed kind of on how both of them played out so that that does make some sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in love with Dakota Kai. I think she's phenomenal.
1: Could be, she's hey, she's great. And if she had won, I, you know, maybe I would have been happier. But... More
0: sense for sure. But yeah, I can't... can't shit on the finish of AEW's women's match. Not shit on that for sure. She mm-hmm. should have won.
1: Okay, and then this is the big one, the main event: Walter and Kushida. I know you were super excited for this one, but I also know that you kind of wish that this got a little more time.
0: Wish you got a little bit more time. I wish that they didn't have a commercial like one minute in. That'd have been nice. Um, maybe it was a couple minutes in it was that's one thing that I liked about AEW today is every match that had a commercial in it, they were at least three to four minutes of established wrestling and storytelling and like that's a that's something WWE should take out of their playbook. And because... I think I
1: think in AEW the first picture in picture commercial that we got was actually the not the street profits private party uh celebrating so like that's an okay yeah. time to go to you know that picture they didn't have picture a commercial
0: commercial. Match, did
1: they? no they just did the picture-in-picture yeah, picture thing loved. afterwards yeah
0: yeah
1: it's a good way to start uh but okay yeah. walter and Kushida. i mean go off about this this was an excellent match despite it being a little shorter than i'd like
0: yeah i mean it's pretty much everything you could expect for the amount of time they had i mean Walter is just so damn good. <laughs> I mean, Kashida is also just so damn good. I mean, was it a clean? Partners. Walter got
1: the clean pin on Kashida, right?
0: Yeah, but he had to hit him with about three finishing worthy moves to get it, which also protects Kashida in a way. So, I yeah, I,
1: I'm not mad about this at all in the way it played out. I thought that both guys look strong. Walter's obviously the person that you need to keep on top. My question to you uh, like, is, do you think that it continues this feud, or you think this Walter-Kushita thing was a one-and-done?
0: I think it's something they might go back to in a couple months, but I also liked how Walter did it himself, and then his guys just stood at the top of the ramp. They didn't come down. They didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. They trusted their leader, their dominator, basically. No, so. I was a
1: big fan of this match.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I liked early on when Walter, like, uh, was he trying to keep uh, getting back in the ring because she kept kicking him or something?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was psychological, yeah. you know. It had good – everything they sense. did made sense.
0: Which is basically pretty much 99% of Walter matches you watch. The dude is an excellent psychologist. I mean, so even – sure.
1: I mentioned this. I was actually watching – This match before we started to record because I needed to finish it up, but I mentioned to you that Kushida went for a springboard move and he kind of tripped and he stumbled across the ring, and Walter just didn't skip a beat and he was like idiot and just kicked him in the face and it was, (laughs) I mean, you can't you know some other guys under that kind of pressure especially in a main event would have just you know said oh let's find a way to redo that spot or something you know so I thought you know having Walter in there. With Kushida, despite the size uh, difference, you know, it was just kind of two really smart wrestlers who knew what the hell they were doing.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Walter should probably be an established main eventer on any brand or any show he's on. And Kushida is the ultimate utility player. He can play any role, he can wrestle any match. He has so much credibility from his past, and obviously. Not everyone knows his, will know his past, but he uses the charisma, and he's a great wrestler as well. And I'd definitely like to see him have a, maybe a match for that UK championship for, on one of the UK pay-per-views because Walter always gets, like, 40 minutes in the main events. Like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, so wh- which show
1: ready? did you prefer?
0: You know, it's really hard to overcome that opening tag team match from AEW, but I kind of think after watching some things over and paying a little bit more attention after our interview uh, with Sid, um, I kind of lean NXT. Honestly, I mean AEW is really good; they have the best match, but uh, so, so you, have NXT,
1: you have NXT at two and zero through two weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really close. Jericho had an excellent promo. It's not like the show really fell off, but I feel like NXT just kind of stayed steady. And maybe there was a, for the most part, like, you know, because they have their video packages of like a Pete Dunne and Damian Priest, and then they have their video packages of uh, Keith Lee and Dominic, I can't say his last name, but Dominic. Dijakovic. Dijakovic, okay, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm going with. Okay, so yep. I actually preferred AEW this week. I'm not gonna lie. Which
0: I, I, I think it's like fifty one forty nine, like it's, it's so close.
1: Very close, especially when we went through all of NXT, I started to realize that goddamn, you're right. It was a very well booked show. Uh, you know, I think that second hour, other than the Belair Kai match for me is the one that kinda of brought me down in the second hour. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, the rest of the show was good, but then you have the Boa Cameron Grimes thing and you have Brazingo. You know that match. So, with for me the you know the tag match to start AEW and Jericho's promo was pretty much all I needed to see to know that I was watching AEW first next week. And despite the Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc match that I didn't exactly like, I thought the rest of the show was very very solid. And I just have to give it to AEW. I actually lean a little. Uh, more heavy AW, maybe, like, not too much, you know, Not if you're at 51-49, I'm at 55-45, you know, it's it's not a big yeah. one, but I'm given a little more of an edge. I did really, like, I told you, I was texting my friend, and both of us were yeah. just like, god damn, dude, like, this is the feeling we've been waiting for so long, and I just can't ignore, uh, you know, that AW, to me, put on the better wrestling show.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I watched the tag team match again right now of Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party, I mean, I'd probably change my mind, but then, you know, I watch a little bit more focused at NXT again. I don't know. It's just really equal. It's what everyone's wanted for so long, and it's a beautiful thing. Like, I don't think anyone's an idiot that says AEW. No one should... I'm sure people would say it, but I don't think anyone should think I'm an idiot for leading NXT. I think it's It's great.
1: It, it, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan. And I, I'm just so happy that Wednesday nights are this good because, you know, yeah. things that. Raw, SmackDown, Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's just such a bad taste in my mouth. And and to get these two shows out there and watch them back to back, I didn't mind watching four hours of wrestling. You know, if you made me rewatch Hell in a Cell, I'd watch the first hour.
0: So, I'm just going to ask you for who you think are going to be the first three picks. For Raw and SmackDown, just Man. shoot your shot. Who you think? What are you thinking? Because we're not gonna have time to do a yeah. We mock wanted to draft. do a mock draft,
1: yeah. but I don't think we're gonna get a chance to. There's still we're still talking about maybe working on a draft idea, but it's gonna be a little different than you guys think if we end up doing it uh, later this week. So we'll definitely get that out to you. Uh, but if if you put I'll me on the raw, spot, you,
0: if, or, you want Raw or SmackDown? We'll just go back and forth for three picks.
1: I'll take Raw because traditionally I, I I I'm a Raw guy.
0: Does Fox get the first pick, or should you get the first? We'll go with you.
1: No, Fox definitely gets the first pick because the draft starts on SmackDown on Fox.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. I feel like he's not a SmackDown character, though, so it makes it difficult. But The Fiend...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, The Fiend going to SmackDown isn't a bad idea because... It does do that whole reset, get away from the whole Rollins thing that just happened. I mean, if WWE wants to sweep this under the rug, I think that's the pick. And the pop it would get.
0: Yeah, but is he going to? I guess it wouldn't be bad to see him face Brock Lesnar. I mean, if he beat him, but. Okay.
1: All right. What about you? So I'm Raw, and for my first pick, I think I have to go. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm going to go with the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Wow. Because obviously she's the Raw Women's Champion, so you want to keep her on your brand, and you don't want to risk losing her, and I think that makes some sense if you're trying to add a sports feel to it. And when mm-hmm. you look at, you know, we tweeted something out, you know, who's your first pick? Um, and I and I, and I I told people to kind of consider all, all, all things, booking options and, you know, how well they draw, as well as in-ring work and mic skills. And I think... <clears throat> right now that Becky Lynch just has all of those going, especially after the match I watched with Sasha Banks. I mean, I think that her options are unlimited because she really could work with any woman in the division.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just hopefully they uh, keep her with Asuka because I'd like to see that match again. Apparently she's never been Asuka in any form or fashion.
1: Oh, wow. So. That, that's, a, that's interesting. All right, who's your second pick?
0: Hmm... I want to go with someone else, but I feel like I'm forced to take this guy, so I'm going to go with Roman Reigns because he's the guy, basically. So.
1: <laughs> Not a bad pick. You know how I feel about Roman Reigns. I mean, I, actually, yeah. that was going to be my next pick, so now that you've taken him from me, I think on Raw, I have to take the guy he's been working stuff with because I consider That's him funny. to be the best uh, in the entire, you know. Like, if this is competing promotions, yeah. then I'm taking Daniel Bryan because – I, yeah. Who else do you want other than Daniel Bryan?
0: Yeah, that's who I was going to take, but I still think he's going to be on SmackDown. So mock dress, you know, drafts, you know, yeah, do what you think going to happen, not what you want. So.
1: Just like fantasy football. <laughs>
0: Correct. <laughs> All Correct. right, third pick, and, and uh, I have
1: a pretty strong feeling of who it's going to be, but go for it. Hmm. Yeah, this gets
0: tough. So we had The Fiend. We've had... I'll give you a hint. Yeah.
1: SmackDown is the house that he built.
0: Nope, because he has kids, and they're going to be playing high school football, and that that country boy ain't missing that, so be Oh, that's he won't be on true. My show. You did say that last week. I did. Um, God damn it. <sighs> New day? Really? I think like, like they're going to go high. Yep.
1: That's interesting. If they draft him as a threesome, I actually think that's worth a high draft pick because – if you have the potential yeah. of, like, a Big E heel turn, shit, even an Xavier Woods or even a Kofi Kingston heel turn, I think all of those work out well, and it's something the yeah. fans are going to want to see. So that's actually a really good pick.
0: I didn't want to do it. Like, I probably should have just went with Lesnar or whatever, but I feel like they'll probably be one of the first... Five to ten, we'll be in the top ten somewhere if they keep them as a group.
1: Well, I think the reason that we've kind of neglected Lesnar and Rollins is because that we just assume they're going to be on the brands. But I did go with Becky, so that might not be my best argument. But for the third and final pick for (laughs) Raw, I'm going to go with who I just said, uh, AJ Styles. Uh, You know, now that you mentioned the football thing, I think it makes sense. He's naturally going to go to Raw, but you know, I think if you have a lineup of Becky Lynch, AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan, it's hard to go wrong.
0: Yeah, I feel like I should have drafted Raw, and I probably would have ended up with The Fiend, Daniel Bryan, and uh, AJ Styles. But, you know, I'm just doing what I think going to happen.
1: <laughs> I hear you. Well, we'll all find out on Friday, and that's about all the time we have for this episode. So, Dustin, real quick before we go, let the people know where they can find you.
0: You can follow me on Twitter at dwhitehead 96 and make sure to continue following MSC Pro Wrestling for updates.
1: Yeah, like you said, you're definitely going to want to be following that MSC Pro Wrestling Twitter account because we talked about it a little bit uh, in this episode. But we just recorded, actually, Dustin got dropped off the line, so he was only there for the first like 15 minutes or so. But we have a good <laughs> 40 45 minutes with Sid Udi. If you don't know who that is, uh, Google Sid Vicious, and it's not the Sex Pistol Singer. You know, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, uh, Psycho Sid, pretty much one of the OG anti-heroes, uh, you know, in our interview, he says that he, he was Steve Austin before he was Steve Austin. And he kind of says he was better than Steve Austin. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be out huh. on Saturday. Unless I put up a tweet or something. <laughs> yeah. You, you miss that. But no, Sid was an absolutely, he was a delight uh, to have and nothing he said, uh, you know, was baseless. He, he had, you know, proof and backup for all of it. And really just, If you look at his character, you know, he's such an angry, you know, mean heel and stuff. Really well-spoken, nice, humble man. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that interview. So make sure that you're following at MSE Pro Wrestling. And that's going to be out on Saturday at 12 a.m. So, uh, you know, I know there's no work on Saturday and Sunday for some of you, so you won't be able to listen to it on your commute. But if you want to listen to it on your commute, Monday morning, by all means, go ahead. But you're not going to want to miss this if you're a wrestling fan, especially if you're an old-school wrestling fan. If you like the stuff from the 90s and the the late 80s, this is the interview for you. He talks about how it was, what's different between now and today. We talk a little bit about when he was in New Japan, and just overall, everything that is Sid Udi, Sid Vicious. So be on the lookout for that and of course you guys can always follow me uh at dave b rosenberg with two g's r-o-s-e-n-b-e-r-g-g and that's where you and you can find all of the podcasts on that as well as on at msc pro wrestling and that's all we have for you guys we'll talk to you again next time
0: peace